Hello, this is Josh Gondelman. No, I'm sorry, I'm Josh Gondelman, and this is Make My Day, a comedy game show. The world is a stressful place to live, so every week we try to make it a little nicer on this show. I play a game with a guest or a team of guests who are guaranteed to win because they're the only contestants. And through the course of our gameplay, I assign them points for their answers based on how much they cheer me up. At the end, the winner or winners receive a $100 donation to the charity or aid cause of their choice, and we all give pep talks to the people or group or things out there in the world that we think need to hear a kind word this week. My guests today are two of the funniest people I know, two of my favorite people. I've not seen them in so long, and I'm so thrilled that they're here. Between them, they have numerous TV appearances and albums. They are also the hosts of the wonderful podcast, Stand By Your Band. Welcome to the show, Tom Dakar and Tommy McNamara. Hello. Hello. It is podcast recording night, which is a great night to record. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited (laughs) that we were able to schedule it. Podcast recording night's all right. That's what... (laughs) Elton John said. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Every we were talking about this before we started recording, but like days of the week have lost all meaning. Times of day have lost all meaning. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's all a blur now. I truly. <laughs> it's so funny the the concept of a weekend now. Where it's like, oh, it's Friday. I can finally let loose. I'm gonna start playing 2K at 2 p.m. today instead of 3 p.m. <laughs> I did have a thing where I was. I had an email I had to respond to, and it was Saturday. I was like, well, I'll wait till Monday. Then I was like, what am I talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, why would I? Have not, every day is the same. Why would I wait till Monday? I had with over the long weekend recently. I was just like, ooh, that's a a lot of time I gotta fill. <laughs> <laughs> you could truly, people could be like, Josh, hey, can you make it to this this uh, Zoom happy hour? It's at four in the morning on a Wednesday. And I'd be like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> you got me. Yeah, it does feel like there's little things where if you don't respond to texts and this, it's like, Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You just don't care. You're not friends anymore. If And if your phone dies during this, you really are. You shouldn't be able to have kids and stuff. <laughs> you have nothing to do but sit at home and charge your phone. Our game today is called Crowd Pleasers because I forgot to think of a better name. <laughs> Tom and Tommy, on your podcast, Stand By Your Band, you and your guests discuss widely criticized musical artists and you defend them against critics, cool people, and generally popular opinion. In today's game, I'm going to ask for a circumstance and you will tell me the right song for that moment. Not the cool song, not the one Wes Anderson puts on a soundtrack, not the hip underground choice, just the song that's going to get the most people on board, even if it even if it also turns off a lot of people. I will score your responses to my questions based on accuracy, creativity, and how much they delight me. Tommy and Tom, are you ready to play Crowd Pleasers? Yes, very yeah. excited. Awesome. Let's start here. You're doing bar karaoke, not a private room, open bar. You maybe tipped five bucks to get yourself to the top of the pile. The vibe in the room is kind of dead, and you want to pick a song that everybody is going to sing along to, everyone's going to get into. What song do you choose? Well, I I find myself in this scenario very often. (laughs) (laughs) I'm at a bar doing karaoke and people are not that excited. And I always have have a messiah complex about it where I'm like, I'm going to turn this room around. (laughs) You're like, Uh, I'm the hero this room deserves. And everyone else does not care at all. But I... I used to do, I used to always do What's Up by Four Non Blondes. That was my classic mm-hmm. go-to every time I did karaoke, which yep. I, I love doing it, love doing it. But I, I recently made a big change, which now what I do is I do Complicated by Avril Lavigne. And people do love it. 
It's, yep. a, it's a big hit. Life's like this, as she says. <laughs> I love that. I think that's a great pick. I can you can I prompt you to tell a, a karaoke story real fast? Uh, yeah, what is it? You were the only person <laughs> that, oh, that was in the room. <laughs> there was a time at a bar in Brooklyn uh, called Cobra Club where literally I was the only person in the room. Everyone else had left the room. So it was just me and the guy running karaoke, and I was up. And the song I was singing was You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette. <laughs> so I'm just angrily screaming <laughs> at this one guy <laughs> and, like, giving my all. And I kept thinking, like, well, people will come in. That'll be, like, a crazy, like... <laughs> But no one came in. So I just sang the whole song, like yelling at this guy. And this guy's like, Tommy hates Dave Cooley. (laughs) That's incredible. I love that level of intensity. That's perfect. I think we're both intense karaoke singers. My go-to, and I stand by it, and I will still do it. I tried to mix it up, and I'll get into that in a second. But the song that I, it's also at Cobra Club, I discovered was my go-to song is uh, Jewel, You Were Meant For Me. And it's the only song that I feel truly confident singing because (laughs) I I can scream it and and it works out. But uh, one time I flew it, because it's like a sad song, but people, it's still fun. It's from the, you know, it's from the 90s or whatever people get into it. And I, one time, uh, I think maybe the last time I did karaoke, I flew a little too close to the sun by uh, adding (laughs) another sad song which was pink, uh, you're just like a pill. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. And I did them both in the same night. And then mm-hmm. I left the bar and my buddy texted me that his uh, friend that he brought, uh, as soon as I left, was like, hey, was that guy okay? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it looked so cool, but people were general, like genuinely worried for my well-being. <laughs> <laughs> These are amazing answers. This answer between the two of you is worth 95 plus four points for each of the four non-blondes. <laughs> 99 points. That's nice total. of you to include all of them. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's left out. We're off and running. Next question. Okay, let's say you've been hired to DJ a stranger's wedding. It's late. People are drunk. The dance floor is sparse. What is the song you have in your back pocket to get people of all ages back out there for just a few more minutes, maybe another run of a few songs? But where do you start to get people back on that dance floor before the night ends? Mm. Uh, uh, I actually worked uh, a few times as a wedding band manager, which is a very bizarre <laughs> gig that I had. Um, Wait, I didn't know that they had managers. Yes. So and I you did it a few times? <laughs> so I wasn't like, you know, like finding people in local clubs like, hey, kid, I know what, I know a job for you. <laughs> I know a couple of people in love that you're going to make very happy. <laughs> and a couple old people that you're going to make go, can they play it quieter? <laughs> So basically what I would do is there, it was a company that they hired out wedding bands and they would send out someone who was not part of the band to like coordinate on the day of the event with the wedding planner sure. and so that stuff. But for me, the job was just mostly being terrified of the wedding planner because they were always very stressful and stressed out. And I was also scared of the band because they knew what they were doing and I didn't. So I was just kind of <laughs> hoping no one would talk to me the whole day was how I treated it. Um, but I did that a few times. 
the thing that I think at weddings I've attended and from that job, the song that I think is the home run 100% every time is Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I have that written right here. <laughs> really? Oh, my God. That is also my answer to this that's question. That's the one. That is so wild. I have a, an alt answer, but that's crazy. That's exactly what I had written down. Absolutely. I was at my – the maybe the last wedding I was at was a chi- one of my closest childhood friends, and that came on, like, late. And every person of every age, like – Old Jews were all out on the dance floor at like 10.30 p.m. They haven't seen 10.30 in 30 years. Uh, the other song that I had in mind here was a little song from a man known as, uh, you've heard of the scat man. Well, he's the hat man, uh, Lou Bega. Yes. Um, um, that, is, that is what he says. We, we talked about him on uh, the podcast. And he he has did a, a deep song. dive on Bega, yeah. He goes, uh, he's the scat man and I'm the hat man. And, uh, he said that? Yeah, and it's that scooby <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, Mambo number five, I think is a good answer because uh, if you're sitting there and you hear uh, Lou Bega say your name, because he says mm-hmm. a lot of names. A lot of names. I think that if you hear your own name, you're going to start dancing. So that's my logic is that- uh, You've got your Pamela's, your Angela's, exactly. your Rita's. Christina, yeah. yeah. And also the other- the other option is freak a leak because that's another <laughs> one where <laughs> if you if you hear your name, you're going to dance, I think. I, this is a great theory. I love it. I think it's very accurate. I have a longstanding theory that if you hear a woman's name in a song, like 80% of the time, it's like exciting and romantic. And if you hear a man's name in a song, there's been a school shooting or like an <laughs> Irish guy died. <laughs> A girl in my grade school, two years older than us, that everyone said the rumor was that Hey There Delilah was about her. And I remember even at the time being like, her name's not Delilah. <laughs> that is wild. And how be, old were you? Yeah, we were probably way too young for it to make sense. But I, I was like, I'm not to be like Junior Snopes here. But <laughs> I can think of one reason why it's not about her. That's so funny. We're like, you, you think Hey There Delilah is about a 12-year-old girl <laughs> named Vicky? <laughs> These are amazing answers. I Want to Dance with Somebody is like the absolute classic wedding song. Lou Bega, and to a lesser extent, Freakily. Petey Pablo. <laughs> I love, but I love the theory of, of hearing all the names. So we've got 50 points, one, <laughs> 10 for each Mambo. <laughs> and then I think we've we've got another 50 points each for all knowing and all deciding that Whitney Easton, I Want to Dance with Somebody. So this, this is a 200-point answer right here. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huge. Next question. If it were 2003 and you were throwing a party in the woods with your high school or college age friends, depending on how old you were at the time, what is the song you play from your parents' car's speakers with the doors open (laughs) to signify that the party has started? I'm really curious if we're going to have the same answer on this one too, Tommy, but I want you to- Well, you go first this time. Okay, I'll go first. I think that a classic and maybe underrated, especially- I mean, we all, you know, live in Brooklyn. I, I don't think this is a song that would be considered cool by any means, but I'm from Indiana, and I think that a, a classic hangout song is uh, from a one Garth Brooks, and it is called Friends in Low Ooh, Places. That is good. Bad karaoke song. Oh, There's it a is. long That's instrumental true. break. So long, <laughs> and also it's not impressive to hear it. Like, it's mm-hmm. not, there's no part of it that you're like, oh, that was really cool how that sounded. <laughs> it, yeah. it sounds like shit, kind of, but it's uh, it's it's just a fun song. It is a fun song. Even as a yeah. kid, I remember, I, I think I heard that song probably for the first time when I was like seven years old, and I was like, I can't wait to drink a beer to this. 
<laughs> like ticking off days on your wall like you're in jail. <laughs> I love that answer. That's a great answer. I think for mine, so 2003, I was in seventh grade. I was like 13, okay. four, 13 that age. And I think to try and be cool, what I would have played was Into Club by 50 Cent, which is- Very good answer. Yes, even though we would not be Into Club because we were 13 years old. <laughs> in, <And> into Woods. <laughs> we'd be Into Woods, yes. <laughs> uh, looking for Slender Man. And <laughs> <laughs> trying to befriend him. <laughs> Slenderman, we brought snacks. <laughs> but yeah, I think at that age, I was like super into like grunge and like that was all I really listened to. But I think if I was at a party, I'd try and impress everyone and be like, this is the MTV song. I'm going to play this. These are great answers. <laughs> this answer is worth 72 points because of the 72 bar instrumental break that I once saw someone like awkwardly dance through while listening to Friends in Low Places karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> Incredibly uncomfortable. Next question. You are a Major League Baseball player. You're not a great hitter. So what song do you pick so that people are excited when you come up to bat and forget that you're hitting, like, 218? (laughs) Uh, It's funny. We talked about this on our show. Oh, really? On our Patreon, yeah. Swing Swing from the ah, All-American yes. Rejects. Yeah. Uh, you think about it, it's Swing Swing. Uh, mm-hmm. It's only two swings, so I'm giving people that I'm going to swing at least twice. <laughs> and that's only two strikes So if I miss. So uh, after that, uh, you know, the rest is baseball as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> the rest is baseball. That's what they say. <laughs> after the first two swings, baby, that's baseball. <laughs> You're also letting them know uh, out front that you were not an All-American player. (laughs) Also not going to hit the ball in your first swing. (laughs) Set those expectations. Well, here's the thing. They don't know. Maybe I'm going to swing twice at one ball. (laughs) We don't know. Changing the game. I might do a little fan action. (laughs) They don't call two strikes for that. It's a a rule that a lot of baseball players don't take advantage of. An incredible answer. Your score for that answer is worth let's say 26 points, which is not a lot of points, but it is a lot for the score of a baseball game. So we're we're moneyballing this. Next question. Let's say you got hired as a stripper for a bachelorette party, which felt like slightly more far-fetched just because it's not your work experience until I heard that Tommy used to manage wedding bands. (laughs) And then I was just like, anyone can do any job. (laughs) Look, it was the 80s. (laughs) So let's say you get hired as a stripper for a bachelorette party. What is the song you throw on when you're about to tear off your breakaway firefighter jacket or pizza delivery polo shirt? Just to, like, give you that pop of, like, it's about to get sexy. Uh, I think I would like to go a little different than you'd expect here. I'm going to go with The Way by Fastball. That's my (laughs) choice. (laughs) Because here's what's happening. These women, they're not only getting the show, but they get to hear a story, too. (laughs) They get to be entertained on so many levels because you've got me stripping, and you get to hear about this couple who decides to just leave it all behind, and they can think, you know, uh, (laughs) there's so much going on in the world. That's what I think. I think that's terrific. Two forms of entertainment at once. It's like a dinner theater (laughs) for your eyes instead of your mouth. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, I think for me, I'm going to go to U2, I think, and uh, the song Stuck in a Moment 
Because uh, I think that me and the people involved will be wildly uncomfortable. <laughs> and I think I'll be messing up. I'll kind of look sheepish while doing it. And then uh, stuck in a moment plays as if I've just missed a field goal. Uh, <laughs> great answers. I think this this is going to be a great bachelorette party. I'm going to go. This answer is worth 60 points because I think that's how long the couple would stay married after <laughs> any of these strip teases. I feel like it would just set the marriage off on the right foot. Next question. If you were in a customer support hotline, what would you choose as the hold music to make customers feel like kind of chill about waiting and maybe even groove a little so they wouldn't mind? Be like, oh yeah, this song. I think that for this one, I got to go with the Alabama Shakes claim to fame song, Hold On. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, they're telling you exactly what you got to do, you know. Yep. And you don't want to wait. But you, you got to, wait. you know, and uh, I think you'll, I think you'll really be grooving with that one. I feel like uh, you could follow it up with Paula Cole's "I Don't Want to Wait." <laughs> 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 it just kind of fits nicely, and they're like, "I don't," but Dawson's <laughs> Creek, what a show! <laughs> True. Or if it's in the winter, I think that mm. uh, a long December from Counting Crows mm. would Absolutely. be good too. Great song. It is a great song. <laughs> People make a lot of fun of Counting Crows. That's a pretty great song. And my answer for this is I, I picked Hey Ma by Cameron. Um, first of all, one of my favorite songs. Oh, so yeah. good. I think I, I'd just song. be excited because I, I get in a horrible mood when I have to do customer service calls. And also, because that's such a bad phone call, you get to hear my favorite phone call in all of music, which is the phone call Cameron has with L in Hey Ma, <laughs> which if you guys remember is just Yo L, what up, I hit. What else? Plus dome, say word, and we got it on tonight. And that is the extent of their conversation. <laughs> That's how every phone call should go. <laughs> I feel like these days that would be a text. <laughs> I feel like calling your friends to be like, okay, I had sex. It's like, adult man. In, in 2021, that's like a weird move. Very weird move. <laughs> And Al really doesn't have anything going on in his life, apparently, because he's just like, it's all, it's all they're talking about. And he's like, what else? And it's like, what else? What else? Yeah. And the least sexual way of talking about all that, plus dome. <laughs> hey, what are you checking out at the grocery store? Yeah. <laughs> uh, can I get some dome with that? <laughs> just as long as I'm here. Would you like to uh, get some dome for a dollar today? <laughs> Great answers. This is 100 points, even, because I think that's how long I was told I would have to wait the last time I was on customer service. They're like, it's going to be about 100 minutes. We'll call you back if you want. Just give us your number and we'll call you back. Have you had those yet? I like those, yeah. I love the callback, too. I don't always trust it, but when it comes through, I'm like, the eagle has landed. <laughs> <laughs> if they didn't call me back, I am I going to call them, wait for 100 minutes, and be like, hey, you said you'd call me back. <laughs> you said you'd call. And they go, we wrote you every day. <laughs> Final question. Assuming you were in charge of sending a song or an album out into space so that extraterrestrials could hear what human music sounded like, what would you pick? To be like, this is what we sound like. I do think that we should send them something very basic that, uh, you know, soothing. Maybe like a... I think Crash from Dave Matthews would be a good representation <laughs> of the human race because it's like it's easy listening. And also, I think it'll lull them into, you know, 
into like a groove, and then that's when we attack. <laughs> that's when we get them. <laughs> yeah. when we get them you know. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. It, it lulls them into a false sense of security. Also, an underrated thing about that song is how super horny it is. Oh yeah, so <laughs> horny. So they're like, oh okay, down on that planet. They're, they're not doing asexual cell division. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're hitting plus dome. <laughs> they're going for it. <laughs> I love that answer. Crash into by Dave Matthews. Uh, and, and the band, not just him. He's got all the other guys involved. <laughs> love that um, answer. So I, I I decided to do uh, something where I'm, I'm going to call my buddy Girl Talk up. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to have Girl Talk do a little mashup that's never been done before because I want to send a message to the aliens, a more peaceful message than <laughs> Tom has sent, apparently. So what I said is it starts out with the Space Jam theme song by Quad City DJs. Yep. Which they're hearing that and they're like, oh, these guys know about space too. Like we, yeah. <laughs> we we're actually, from there. Yes, we're from there. We like this. <laughs> it's like when you're at a concert and they're like, New York City yes. makes some noise. Yes. Exactly. Well, like we talk about yes. all the time. If they say like Chicago or any town that I've ever oh, been oh, yeah. to in a song, I'm so like, exactly. this is a good song. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love it. Every time. I'm so easily manipulated, and that's how every alien <laughs> responds to hearing the theme song from Space Jam. Which, and then it goes into Breakfast at Tiffany's by Deep Blue Something, mm -hmm. because I'm showing them space is what we have in common. And then <laughs> they come down, and they give me a big hug. <laughs> that's how it all goes down. What about, they're about to zap you, and then you're like, but what about that girl talk mashup? <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, that's the one thing we've got. Deep Blue Something sounds like an alien, you know? You, that was you? You did that? <laughs> well, me and Greg. <laughs> yes, Girl Talk and Unabomber, the two people that everyone's like, they went to Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> people are more surprised to hear it about Girl Talk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love that. Yeah, they're the, I like it. The, and the aliens hug you. <laughs> I think that's sweet. That's how all science fiction should be. None of this hard <laughs> science fiction should all end in a hug. Soft science fiction. Soft sci tender science fiction. <laughs> tender science fiction. <laughs> that's perfect. And maybe we do both. And then if the aliens, if they've got a good vibe, we hug. And if they've got a bad vibe, boom, they're done. <laughs> we got to leave our options open. <laughs> We don't know if they want, if they come in peace, if they want to meet our dealer, like all those posters say. <laughs> I think we trick them. We say, hey, what if we have a big peace party? And then we, and we pillage their... their um... <laughs> so you want to pillage them no matter what. Oh, yeah. I mean... <laughs> I thought that, that even that's what Tommy meant. I, <laughs> yeah, you hug him for a little bit, and then you go, all right, well, we'll be uh, living here from now on. Just on long enough planet. to stab him. Yeah. <laughs> wow, what a fucking 90s-ass basketball score. <laughs> the final score in the game from Space Jam, it seems like, is worth... It was seventy-seven to seventy-six. Wow, Just, that is. Amazing. It was like a like a Knicks Heat game in nineteen ninety-five. <laughs> yeah, you'd think with all those creatures and stuff, they really would have popped the score up, but nope. They were a lot of defense in that game. Yeah. Back then. It was the Wisconsin basketball score. That is that is crazy. Yeah, it was like a final seething. four game. <laughs> okay, well, this answer 
This answer is worth 153 points, which is the total of the two teams' scores at the end of Space Jam. Uh, 153. 77 to 76. Wow. This is unbelievable. I'm, like, going to think about this all night. <laughs> just, like, how much deep, like, those, they're just, like, D-ing up on the aliens. <laughs> it is not an all-star game. It is no. Yeah, no. Yeah. No transition baskets. <laughs> That is the end of our game of crowd pleasers. That brings your final score to 835 points, the highest all-time score in Make My Day history. How do you feel? We did it. We are the champions. <laughs> I feel so I feel so good. I could I could kill an alien right now. <laughs> Tom, you gotta stop. <laughs> We're worried about you, man. <laughs> your karaoke, your alien killer. <laughs> As today's champions, you have each won a $100 contribution to the charity or aid cause of your choice. You can donate to the same place or to two different places. Where will the money be going? Uh, so we are going to donate the money to, it's called We Act for Environmental Justice. Uh, it's at weact.org. And basically, um, they are trying to help low-income communities and communities of color um, be safer and uh, kind of work against environmental racism. So that's amazing! There. What a great cause and and a great contribution. So thank you so much. Uh, and I'll put all the information for how to donate. If if listeners want to donate, I'll put that on the show's social media in the show notes. Right now, it is time for our final segment of today's show: the pep talks. We'll each give a pep talk for a group or a person or an entity that you think needs some kind words right now. I'll go first. My pep talk is for people celebrating a birthday during the pandemic. People celebrating a birthday during the pandemic. I sympathize with you. Recently, I was you, which is grammatically bonkers, but psychologically accurate. Because I have a January birthday. This is my first one since coronavirus hit the United States. And sadly, I don't have the money to fly my closest friends and relatives to a private island and then post pictures of us after we've had numerous tests, according to the caption. Because, I don't know, my fetish is being yelled at by strangers for posting my private vacations on the internet. Last year on my birthday, I invited a bunch of friends to my local bar, and after two drinks, my wife tried to bring our dog to the party and immediately got kicked out and had to bring the dog home and then come back. And it was so funny, and I applaud her audacity while also understanding why her plan didn't work. This year, though, the two of us ordered pizza and got to-go cocktails and hung out at home, and it was really nice, but I miss my friends a lot. All that is to say, it's a hard time to celebrate or even to feel like you have things worth celebrating. But it's okay to enjoy stuff in small ways. And in fact, giving yourself something small to look forward to, whether it's a phone call with a friend or a movie night at home, is so helpful to making the days feel less monotonous. This year hasn't been lost. Even if you haven't accomplished the things you'd hoped to or seen the people you wanted to, if you're hearing this, you've survived a hard time and you're still doing it. And that counts for a lot. And once this time is over, you can go back to celebrating things more thoroughly chasing your dreams more aggressively, and bringing dogs into bars more secretly. Uh, that has been my pep talk. Tom and Tommy, the floor is open for you guys. Uh, I'm going to give a pep talk to hype men. There's, there's a lot that we've lost by not having concerts anymore, and it's been really tough for fans, it's been really tough for people who work at venues, and it's been really tough for musicians, but I think we've forgotten uh, about the hype men because <laughs> they've hyped us up so much throughout the years, and I think we need to hype them up. 
And I just want you guys to know that we appreciate all the interjections. We like it when you yell stuff <laughs> that has either just been said or is about to be said sometimes confusingly. Uh, we love when you do that. And we're so excited that soon concerts are going to be back and you will be back on those stages, making us all happier and more pumped up. Hell yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's beautiful. All right. Uh, my pep talk is to people without abs, specifically, <laughs> specifically children. <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, when I was a chubby little boy, uh, it was very hard for me. I had very low self-esteem, specifically because I was obsessed with a man, a musical man by the name of Usher. <laughs> he, was a, he was a musical man. And uh, I didn't have a dad, so I welcomed any man on television to be my father figure. And at the time, I was choosing Usher. And I remember watching his MTV Diary episode, mm -hmm. and I, I was all in on it, and about halfway through, they showed him working out, and he was doing this workout where he was uh, on his hands doing push-ups while doing it. It was like a handstand push-up. And then he uh, jumped up and pointed to the little divots in his abs, and he goes, uh, if you don't have these, you're nothing. And I remember thinking, oh, no, Usher believes me to be nothing. And I want you to know, little boy, I think you are something. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's true at all. I think uh, don't go on the Atkins diet like I did. Uh, there, you don't need to be a keto kid. So I think eat up, buddy. Eat up. Eat a buttercup. You know, you can handle it. Uh, plump up. Get as big as you can. Why not? Now's the time. Now if I eat four gummy bears, my day is kind of messed up now. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to pump you up. <laughs> it's, it's starting to sound like I'm trying to fatten up little boys to eat them <laughs> myself. And, uh, <laughs> really, I'm just trying to give you some self-confidence. So uh, rock on, little brothers. <laughs> rock on. I've never said that before. <laughs> Rock I absolutely regret it. <laughs> Definitely sounds like how Hulk Hogan would end an anti-drug <laughs> PSA. Oh, two beautiful pep dogs. That's wonderful. That's been the show. This has been Make My Day. I'm Josh Gondelman. And our guests, Tommy McNamara and Tom Takar. Where can people find you and your work? Definitely check out Stand By Your Band, uh, our, our podcast where we have comedians defend music that people make fun of, which is what we've been talking about today. We also have a Patreon where we do bonus episodes every friggin' week, and it's only $3 a dang old month. And uh, you can find me at Tom A. Takar on Twitter and uh, Tom Takar on Instagram, and it's T-H-A-K-K-A-R. Uh, yeah, and then uh, you can go to my website, TommyMcNamara.com. There's links to have a stand-up album, and I put out a Christmas album last year that uh, is a lot of fun, so check that out. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure having you. And that's the show. Make My Day is a Radio Point production produced by Houston Snyder and Naomi Steinberg. Recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. Executive produced by Alex Bach, Rich Corson, and Daniel Powell. If you like the show, please rate and review it as highly as your conscience allows. A five-star review really helps. We'll be back next week. Until then, have several nice days.